Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely revolutionize their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single, or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and mind. I have coached and now taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is primarily focused on this really common term that has been floating around the current zeitgeist, which is love bombing. And I felt it was necessary to address it because I know that many people are quite confused about what it is. And I have a lot, and I'm talking about a lot of people who message me, who ask me these questions, particularly women in my membership called The Conscious Woman, through social media, clients. And they ask me, was I just love bombed? It's definitely a paranoia that many women particularly are feeling these days this idea of being love-bombed and I don't want to be loved-bombed and using it interchangeably with abuse, which I think is a mistake and just misguided. So I wanted to clear up any confusion as well as share how you can avoid it that might really surprise you and might be really interesting to hear and perhaps even hard to hear, but it's a really important conversation, which is why I'm addressing it. So first, it's important to note that this idea of love bombing, this is not an ancient term. This is fairly recent and new. And like I said, floating around the current zeitgeist. And the reality is, is that most of us love bomb each other in the very beginning of a relationship. We're either love bombing each other or we are inviting and enjoying love bombing because we're so thirsty for attention and praise and admiration and romance. When it's something that is emotionally dangerous or feels pathological or feels like you're being victimized, 
that's a whole different thing. That is just someone showering you with a bunch of attention, but then becomes very, very manipulative. And it's very common. If you're in a relationship with someone who ends up emotionally, verbally, or physically abusing you, in the beginning, you were very seduced by how present and how wonderful they seemed. I'm not going to get into this now if you want to listen to my previous episode on how to end the cycle of toxic and abusive relationships. That might be a good one for you to reference. So, of course, if you find yourself in a relationship with someone who ends up being incredibly toxic and unhealthy, of course, in the beginning, you were very seduced by something else and you could call it love bombing. But love bombing is basically when someone or when we shower another person, when they shower you with a lot of attention and talks of the future and romance, it's like they're just showering you with this romantic ideal of love that we have all been conditioned to believe that love is, right? This is the lie, the myth that we've been sold about love is that it's all about romance and feeling good all the time and being showered with gifts. And it's when they do that, the quote unquote courting stage, early relationship dating stage, once it starts to progress and you start to get to know each other better, and this is like pre-honeymoon, right? When it starts to get more real, then all of a sudden you'll notice, oh, this person isn't actually interested in me anymore. They don't actually want anything to do with me anymore. And that can be incredibly painful because it's like, whoa, whoa, now that you see me for who I am, or now that you know more about me, you want nothing to do with me. And what happens is that so many people, women in particular, will then internalize that and think, well, maybe something is wrong with me. And then it perpetuates this cycle of low self-esteem. And then that same woman then continues on her dating journey, trying to fit more into what she believes is the quote-unquote ideal. Maybe she got that ideal idea from films, the way certain women are depicted in films. You know, being quirky, the woman who, who is able to turn a really dark, brooding, depressed person into a happy person or turns the bad boy or the bad girl into someone who falls in love with her, right? So it perpetuates this narrative, the story of, I have to be this ideal. I'm not good enough. And no, what really happened was you were quote unquote love bombed. But the way that I see it and teach it is you cannot see yourself as a victim of this. And it's a much larger conversation. And really, we can talk about all of us being the victim of an idealized version of love or being the victim of a family ethos that had no idea what love was. And so we were taught that love is all about getting everything we want or love is all about giving everything that we have until we are empty, right? So broadly speaking, we can 
really talk about how we are all sort of the victims of tons of conditioning and we have to learn and unlearn how to love. But this idea of love bombing, you see, no one can be love bombed without being somewhat a participant of it. And this is what I mean. You see, we all have to confront within ourselves whatever secret fantasy we have about being rescued by love, about being rescued by another person, saved by a relationship. We have to confront the ways in which we have romanticized what being in a relationship is, what love is, what falling in love is. And I really believe that this is something that we all at some point have to confront within ourselves. I know I certainly have and have to continuously stay on top of that. Not actually continuously, but I had to at one point in my life to transition or to graduate from this teenage perspective of love or this little child's perspective of love into what actually adult love is. And look, in the beginning, when we meet someone who we like and we feel connected to, there is so much charge of emotion. There's so much heightened emotion. We feel alive. We feel temporarily unburdened from the monotony and boredom of our lives. We feel unburdened from our problems when we meet this person. We feel so excited about our future and we start projecting into the future. And we start to unconsciously put each other on pedestals. We project the ideal with this person, it'll be this way. Oh, it feels so good. This connection is so amazing. In many ways, it's a double-edged sword because in many ways, it's such a beautiful part of getting to know someone, but it's such a fine line to where it becomes something very unhealthy. If we think or want or expect that stage to last and that when it transitions to the more committed stage of the relationship where we get to know each other better, where we see each other's complexity and we start to think, oh, you know, yes, this person's amazing, but I also have a life and I've got to go deal with my life. And oh, wow, uh, guess what? My problems are still here. And before we reach the maturity of understanding that love is not about that beginning stage, that's just, a, again, the heightened emotion fantasy stage. Until we reach that level of maturity, we're going to be very disappointed when we step out of or when we transition out of that obsessive stage of relationship, that supercharged of emotion stage of relationship. And there are people, and those are the ones who love bomb, who are incredibly immature, but... What about those of us, and I'll put myself in this category because I've certainly been, I was going to say a recipient of love bombing, but really what I want to say, a participant of the narrative. What about 
how hungry we can be for that romance, how much we've been fed the lie that's how it should be and should feel. And so we get caught up and we may even love bomb right back to them. And maybe it's not necessarily in our actions, but maybe it is. Maybe it's all the fantasy in our head. We're love bombing them without them even realizing it. And so while it is so devastating to be knocked off the pedestal, it's also devastating when we also see someone after we've knocked them off their pedestal. Because as the novelty wears off, the novelty of first getting to know someone and that deep connection and all that aliveness, so does our disillusionment of who the other person is. And we start to see them for who they are. And we may even feel betrayed, tricked, lied to. We definitely feel betrayed, tricked, and lied to when someone is unable to transition to the more committed stage of relationship with us, which will many times have nothing to do with us and everything to do with them. That is the nature of the love bomber. Like they can't actually transition to the next stage with anyone. But we have to ask ourselves, how much have we been complicit? How much have we played a role? How much have we participated in this dynamic? How much have we been seduced by the idea of what this person is presenting to us? And so we're all in a way love bombing each other in the beginning. But the difference is, is one capable of exiting the obsessive, falling in love, connective stage of relationship into the more committed stage of relationship? And that's the really important question. Because great relationships are built by people who don't expect or even want the falling in love obsessive stage of the relationship or of the courting stage or whatever you're hanging out to last forever. They embrace the transition into different stages. And because they don't expect that falling in love crazy stage, because we do feel crazy, because they don't expect that stage to last, they are actually able to make true connections with people. And they make staying connected the priority, not the falling in connection with someone, because that's really what it is. In the very beginning, it's kind of falling in connection with someone. It's falling into attachment. It's falling into fantasy. It's falling into the ideal. But they make the staying connected their priority. And they do that with communication. They do that with paying attention. They do that by making sure they laugh together. They do that with curiosity. They do that with learning the dance that they must dance between togetherness and also distance. And I know that one of the clues for me when I started to mature past this myself was I was like, oh, wow, I don't want to be obsessed. <laughs> I actually find that exhausting and manic. 
I don't want to be seduced by a fantasy. I don't want to play a role in anyone else's fantasy of what a woman or partner should look like, feel like, be like, act like. I don't want that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the ways in which you can prevent yourself from being love-bombed, I'll name a few. Number one, always be yourself. And that could be a difficult thing to unravel if you have low self-esteem because maybe you keep finding like what I'm discussing today, what I'm sharing today is a dominant theme in your dating and love life. And then you're perpetuating it by still trying to be a certain way so that you get this certain person. Maybe you have a certain type and that certain type is not really good for you, but you work really hard to get them to be interested in you because, well, that's simply what you've been taught. So you have to unlearn that. But you start with just presenting yourself as you are. You don't actually step up on the pedestal. And that doesn't mean, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to overcompensate and be harsh or be rude or, you know, be crude because you're like, I don't want to be put on a pedestal because, you know, the pendulum always swings in the other direction. It just means about being real. And when someone is starting to shower you with a lot of attention and affection, you have to think to yourself, or the moment you have this thought, which is, how could they feel so strongly about me so soon? This doesn't feel like it's really about me. This feels like it's more of their projection of me. And if you start to have that thought, there are a couple of things that you can do. One is you can just suggest that you both slow down. You go a little bit slower. You get to know each other a lot better. And that means you're not getting seduced by all the romance that they're showering you. You've got to actually be strong in that way. Sure, you can enjoy some of it. You can enjoy some of the praise. By the way, someone complimenting you, that's not love bombing. That's just lovely. You can tell someone's excited about you and they want to spend more time with you. That's not love bombing. That's just someone pursuing you and being interested in you. You know, someone smiling at you and wanting to spend more time with you and, you know, wanting to be physical with you. That's not love bombing. That's just how it goes. But if you just feel like this person is almost trying to buy your love, trying to win your love, if you're sensing that they're ungrounded and you have to be grounded in order to pick that up from them, slow things down. See what happens when you're vulnerable and you reveal a little bit more of yourself. See what happens, how they respond to that. 
see how they respond with the suggestion to slow down. Because someone who's really immature and is not in a position to, or is not ready to, or hasn't learned to, or hasn't matured to the stage where they can actually get to know someone and really know them and progress out of the obsessive stage. Someone who's like that, once you tell them to slow down, they're just going to immediately lose interest or they're going to quickly lose interest. So that's a really good test. But like I said, you always have to confront whatever romanticizing you have been doing about love and falling in love because someone who love bombs loves to rescue and someone who gets love bombed a lot has this fantasy of being rescued. So again, it's participating in that sort of dramatic tale. So asking yourself if you really want to get into that stage of relationship where you really get to know someone, have you been projecting, do you have this ideal of the perfect partner And maybe you need to get more grounded in what's really going to be a good partner for you, not everything that you've been taught. What does it mean for you to be in a relationship? Are you ready to have difficult conversations with someone? Are you ready to have someone in your life that's not constantly, even though I think couples should praise each other more often, but isn't constantly romancing you, but sometimes their attention is on something else? Are you ready to enter that non-obsessive stage of relationship? Because if you are and you sense someone doing that with you, slow it down. Yeah, someone might disappoint you regardless. Look, the truth of the matter is that not all relationships are actually meant to last. Not all connections are meant to go deeper. And sometimes we get into relationships and it's great for the first few months and then it's not great. And that doesn't necessarily mean you were love bombed. It just means that as the two of you got to know each other better, you decided you didn't love exactly what you saw and you didn't feel connected deeply enough with it. And that could be for a myriad of reasons, but it's really key that you don't internalize it. And then think, now I have to really pretend, this is not necessarily conscious, really pretend to be even better than I am so that person doesn't leave me. Have to be able to see people clearly. They were not ready to go deep. They showered me with a lot of attention. I got really seduced at that attention. I even participated in it. I'm not doing it anymore. When I meet someone and I start to see the signs of that within myself and with them, I'm going to ask for everything to go slower. And in the slowing down and really getting to know someone, I will see what they are made of and I will see what I am made of and we will see if the two of us are made to be together for a period of time and maybe a long period of time. And so I challenge you to ask yourself, what you're really ready for and if you're really ready for moving out of the heightened romantic stages. And if you are ready to receive attention from someone, but really ask yourself if something doesn't feel right, if you ever have that thought, how could this person feel so strongly and want to do all these things so soon? Pay attention to that rather than get seduced by that. 
and asked to slow it down. So this episode was really about love bombing. I've been getting so many requests from people to talk about it. So I wanted to do an episode on it and to offer everyone a perspective that I don't think is being explored enough. And in the spirit of personal responsibility and grabbing the reins of our love life and steering rather than feeling like we are at the mercy of our patterns and everyone else, I brought in some personal responsibility to this. So this is so important really for everyone who's single and dating. And again, learning how to love, and I'll do another episode on love and what it means to love and being loved. It's so important, but I leave you with this. It's about being okay with the next stage of relationship, which is two people are more comfortable with each other. They're creating more trust, more safety, more security. And it's in the trust and safety and security that a foundation that is starting to be built underneath the feet of your relationship. And when that foundation is getting sturdier and stronger, that is what allows more separateness. We don't have to spend every waking moment together because we know that we have this nest that we've built. So if you know someone or you know several people who are single, please send this over to them. I think this is a really important conversation. I think it's a conversation that a lot more people should be having and be having with themselves. I also think, once again, any terms that are floating around in the modern zeitgeist need to be dissected and need to be looked at and understood more critically and questioned. So please share this with any family member or friend. You just never know when you click share whose life you could be significantly altering in an incredibly positive way. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, grateful for you, and thank you for listening. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. Hi, just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Galleon, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. 
Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now.